Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1298, air date August 25th, 2023. All right, everyone. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever people are. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We have a uh, very nice young man joining us from California. Uh, it's Max Bonilla, and I'll bring Max on shortly. But we're going to have a discussion because I think it's very, very important to recognize from young people what's going on, why young people are coming in droves to support our campaign. And the title of our campaign is Young People Have Nothing to Lose But to Shatter the Swarm. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about this diagram. And by the way, this uh, afternoon we distributed a lot of these flyers down at the Boston South Station. But we're going to talk about that particular graph over there where um, we're going to bring Max in. And really, we're going to talk about the fact that, Max, I think we spoke about it briefly, pe people your generation, you're 18 years old, right, Max? Absolutely, yes. So the Republicans and Democrats um, have teed it up that, sorry to say, but people of your age are going to have a shorter lifespan than your parents. It's a very real thing. And no one is talking about this except our movement for truth, freedom, and health in our campaign. Because no one, frankly, gives a damn about young people, particularly um, all of these morons who are running. And I would say we're the only movement caring about that. And so I think that's where we want to talk about. So maybe you can begin, Max, by sharing a little bit about who you are and why we connected. Go ahead, Max. Just yeah, absolutely. You know, it really doesn't surprise me. You saw the same thing with the CARES Act, where you only had Thomas Massey really opposing any sort of uh, inflationary legislation. You know, I was actually uh, locked down back in 2020, just like everybody else. You know, uh, I was fed up. I, I got fed up. I got pissed off eventually because I knew that the teachers unions uh, were fueling like in California. We have a large Democratic supermajority here uh, that's being funded by all these lobby groups that were just trying to keep the schools closed. There was no data to even back that. I remember the CDC coming out uh, in March of 2021 to say that it was safe to reopen the schools. And here in California, you had people that were very reluctant to still re to, to reopen the schools. There's no doubt that the lockdown, uh, not being able to go into the sun, you know, we were we, we were like that for a year and a half with these um, authoritarian politicians dictating to restaurants and bars and even schools that they couldn't open uh, until a certain point in time. And of course, that's going to reduce the life expectancy of children because they were missing out on the social interaction. And that's something that I was missing out on. Therefore, I was angry enough at the swarm to fight them. You know, uh, Dr. Shiva, everybody's forgetting about what happened during the pandemic. Everyone sort of has this amnesia now that they don't even, you know, remember what happened back in 2021, 2022, all these coercive measures. And I'm still angry at these people, which is why I'm still going to keep up the fight. Uh, sure, I'll forgive people. I believe in forgiveness, but I'll never forget. Yeah. So, Max, let's talk a little bit. Let's, so, let's, I think it'd be good to, um, one of the things I've emphasized is what, what's going on right now is massive theater. It's theatrics. Trump's mugshot, uh, some brown noser, uh, this, I call him Vivek the Snake, right? <laughs> or Biden acting like he's demented or he is demented. All, all this stuff is pure theater. And it's to distract people from realizing that the only way out of this is us building a bottoms up movement and destroying the swarm. And by the way, Thomas Massey, uh, if you really look at him, he didn't do really say a lot about fundamental things in 2020, you know, um, and even people like Rand Paul, they waited almost a year and a half to say fire Fauci. In fact, we ran the fire Fauci campaign in early 2020. A year and a half later, Rand Paul started using that, but to raise money. So all these guys are opportunists. So I think it's very important as we review 2020 to look at 
what these individuals did. What were they doing in March of 2020? To me, March of 2020 is a critical point. But before we go there, let's talk about, can you just take about a couple of minutes and tell us who you are, your background, how old you are, where you're from, where you live, just yeah. very basic, whatever you wanna share personally. Yeah, so I'm 18, I live in the state of California. Um, uh, I was in high school when everything shut down, so I was just a regular school kid. Currently I'm in college, I'm in about my third year right now. Uh, and, you know, I, I do all these, I'll do all these things on the side. I, I work a job just like a lot of other people who are you, going to school do, at the same time. Uh, I'm actually, I, I actually cook and I serve at a restaurant. So I'm sort of like a utility guy there. Uh, and then I do side gigs. I used to uh, referee soccer and then I used to also be a camp counselor. But obviously, when things got shut down, that all completely changed. So I'm just an ever a, a regular, everyday uh, person in my own neighborhood. And I'm obviously fighting back because I'm sick and tired of the nonsense. And as you said, it's all theatrics. Um, Dr. Fauci should have been fired from the very beginning. Absolutely. And now you have this narrative where people are backing Trump and backing these people and saying, well, they had to listen to Dr. Fauci. They were forced to listen to the establishment. They had no other choice. They had to ram this vaccine through. And I told people that wore masks during this period that if you keep wearing a mask, there's going to be a vaccine mandate. And I was obviously very concerned about that. And lo and behold, people scoffed at me. They thought I was funny. But this actually is something that happened. We had the vaccine mandates. People were shocked, but they really shouldn't have been. They give them an inch, they take a mile. Yes, I think it's, so let's talk about, you know, in the context of um, what we call the swarm. You probably saw that swarm video, which we probably got about 30, 40 million views. And okay. it happened in spite of all the shadow banning. But if you saw the circus at the establishment or the swarm did call these quote unquote debates, and they weren't really much of a debate. They were rather shoving um, fake leaders, fake anti-establishment people down people's throats, right? But going back to 2020, you know, this is a letter that I wrote to Trump. You know, you may remember this, but um, this was right in the heat of battle. You know, I wrote to Trump and let me just bring it up here. But uh, if you look at this, it, it's important to understand this was written in March 23rd of 2020. And it was delivered to Trump, hand delivered to Trump by his former ex-wife, Marla Maples. And the letter basically said immune and economic health for America. And this letter in, it was a very short letter, but it basically told Trump, look, um, you know, I have a solution to restoring the immune and e economic health for the people of this country. And you do not, you frankly, should not be shutting down the country, which, by the way, led to $16 trillion worth of loss. And the first thing we talked about is Fauci. And we said the what Fauci is doing is going to destroy our citizens' immune health, which is right here, right? As well as the nation's economic health. So I was intersecting two systems, the immune system and the economic system, right. because they're directly connected. And I said, there's no need to shut down uh, our entire country. And if you go look back in March of 2020, Booby effing Kennedy was promoting lockdowns. No, not one person that debate stage yesterday, in, including Ron DeSantis, waited, waited until a year and a half to oppose lockdowns. And then the other brown noser, the big pharma brown noser, they had to go find this Indian guy to try to, um, you know, take away uh, the spotlight that, you know, myself and the movement had. But that guy's a complete douchebag. And he was promoting mask mandates, promoting vaccine mandates. His company was actually creating the registry for tracking all of us, right? And, bio, 
And in fact, a lot of people didn't accept it because it violated all sorts of privacy rules. Um, but anyway, it's important to understand what real people bottoms up were doing like myself and our movement. And then here, I give Trump all the details of why this is dumb to do any of this, the scientific background, my credentials. And then we went into gross detail on this saying that it's not giving him a little bit of evidence saying a virus doesn't kill you, but it's a dysfunctional immune system that kills you. When you have a weakened immune system, the virus essentially, um, uh, your body overreacts, right? So the coronavirus goes to your lung epithelial tissue, Ebola goes to your endothelial tissue, right? Um, so this notion the virus eats you away is nonsense. It is your own body's weakened immune system, which doesn't know how to properly react. But anyway, we get we told Trump, look, organize the community into four different people. The people really need help. Obviously, they should be quarantined, if that. And we gave actually a protocol of vitamin A, vitamin D, you know, vitamin C, uh, iodine, uh, quercetin, zinc. And that's the letter that was sent to Trump in March of uh, March 23rd, 2020. And it's very important because um, I know Trump got this because the White House called me back, but he didn't do anything because he was brought in. And let's be all very clear here. He was brought in just like Obama was brought in to save the big banks. Trump was brought in to save oh. big pharma. And this other brown nosing fool that they have running around, he's also a big pharma guy, right? He created, you know, companies which have uh, drugs that actually do not work. Knowingly, they don't work. He put companies into public companies, flipped them. And that's why he's getting so much visibility. And the guy I'm talking about is Vivek the Snake. He is a pharma frontman, big pharma frontman. And that's what Trump was. So that's what people need to get very clear. But um, to your point, Max, the lockdowns were fundamentally done against everyday working people. You know, you work, I work. They weren't done against the elites. No. Absolutely not. Uh, how could they have been done against the elites? And as you said, you've had to look. You have to look at these people's track records. I mean, Bobby actually. I don't know if you noticed. There's a video where he admits that he has fully immunized his children against all these other vaccines. So to paint this narrative that because he's suddenly, you mean booby. Right, right. Well, you know, either way, he he doesn't have a good record, right? Uh, I, I mean, he literally has been sitting on a golden, I would argue, toilet seat his entire life because of his family legacy, where they come from. They're an elitist family. They've been bowing down and serving the elites for a very long time. Uh, and he's not coming to save us, you know. And Max, yeah. who are you talking about? Just to be clear, talking about Booby F. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Booby Kennedy. Yeah. So, yeah. so he basically yeah. uh, uh, said that he had immunized his children against every other vaccination. And, and all of a sudden, now that he's come out against the COVID one, and I think it took him a while, right? Did not. Uh, and, and even with that, it's like people are painting this narrative that, oh, he's now this anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist trying to shine him uh, in a good light before the conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? And then the same thing with Trump, even though Trump actually received, I think it was like 1.3, almost $1.4 million from uh, Pfizer before his inauguration. So he was already selling out to the pharma lobby before he even started his administration. So it's not like 2020 was some something new, he was already getting lobbied by pharma. Yeah, Max, I think you hit up on a good thing here. And it's something that we're educating people on. The These scumbags are so, they think they're so smart, they actually have enough data people just tracking how people are thinking. They're opportunists. So if people are being anti-establishment and people are liking conspiracy theorists, then they mouth those words, right? 
So this doofus, the brown noser, which is what he should be called, Vivek the snake, um, five months ago, he was promoting the climate change narrative. And now at the debate, he's saying, oh, climate change is a hoax. You see, um, these guys literally are, are opportunist chameleons. And people need to get their head out of their ass big time. Because if you are looking at all of this and you are actually wanting to be abused by these people, that's what it is. It's a recurrent policy of every two to four years, they abuse people. So Bernie Sanders will mouth all these things that he, you know, radical stuff that he's fighting for working people. And then he, you know, brings all the votes to Hillary Clinton. Obama says he's fighting for working people against big banks. Well, in 2008, he, he saved all the big banks. Trump mouthed off that he was against big pharma. And, you know, you go look at the FEC documents. He got one plus million for his inauguration from Pfizer. Um, this other, uh, you know, and you go on, Tulsi Gabbard speaks a good game against a military industrial complex. I don't know what the fuck she's done in Hawaii. Her, you know, her state is burning down. She didn't right. do anything against when Hawaii for, for years was used as a testing field for all the big, big ag companies. So what people really need to recognize is that if anyone is getting publicity on mainstream media, please write this down. They are part of the swarm. Because why would you give someone access to 300 million people if they were against the establishment? So the only reason they're putting these people up on debate stages and giving them visibility is because they are created, manufactured to manipulate you. Right. So, you know, this guy Vivek the Snake is, and they have a whole farm team of people like this, right? They keep, it's like, here's a product, shiny object. Let's see how many people we can manipulate. And what's really disgraceful, these MAGA cult idiots who don't understand Trump right now is going to make probably 10, 20, 30 million dollars off his mugshot. Okay. They're just fucking playing people. Right. And I think that's, that's the real dynamic um, that the good news is because our movement exists, people are waking up to that. And because young people like you are realizing that, I think we have a huge, huge opportunity to blow this, um, to shatter the swarm. Exactly. Well, part of the problem is too many people that think that these indictments are going to bring Trump down, but it's just a way of the swarm propping him up for yep. a presidential run to make him look good in the public eye. Like, oh, look at how heavily this man is being persecuted. This is a great way to actually boost his poll numbers. And like you said, uh, it's a literal cult. It's about idolizing one man, idolizing a politician. I don't know if you know uh, uh, Dr. Shiva, but Trump actually said back in the day that he would run as a Republican because Republicans are stupid. He was a Democrat for a long time a big liberal. Uh, one of the things he had done back in 2012 is he made a comment uh, on this Miss Universe candidate uh, in Canada. Uh, it, basically, it was a man and it was becoming a she, I guess. And, and he was touting the fact that the first male was going to compete in, in Miss Universe Canada, even though he was running and overseeing that entire operation. And then now in 2024, what do we have? He comes out against this whole trans movement as if, you know, he's been against it. But the problem is he supported it back in 2012. So we had this big cultural shift towards like, you know, normalizing um, this trans movement that's uh, that's sort of come about in, in children more specifically. And so now to sort of say, well, I support transgenders and then now to come against that, like people don't raise an eyebrow or get suspicious. It's all weird. People have to do this with both sides and not just one. Well, what's happening, Max, is they um, the uh, a company like Palantir, which Peter Thiel owns, they have the ability now. I'm, you know, I used to do AI algorithms many, many years ago, but 
with computing power right now, you could literally watch every conversation in the world, you know, on social media. You take all of that data, you build sentiment analysis, predictive analytics, and at any point in time, you can literally get an understanding of how people globally are thinking, what's on their mind. And they know, you know, the data shows 40% of people right now want to overthrow their governments. Um, you know, 51% of young people feel hopeless, right? Um, nearly a billion people have anxiety and depression. And and 60% of people don't even bother participating in any of these elections. And that's what I call the dark matter. So they see that. They see the fact, wait a minute, there was a guy called Dr. Shiva and his movement in 2020, which reached about a half a billion people. So they know a movement is emerging, a real movement, not a bogus movement like Bernie Sanders or Ruby <laughs> F. and Kennedy, a real bottoms up movement led by one of us, you know, and it's, it's occurring bottoms up. So in response to that is why they're doing all this here, using anti-establishment rhetoric. And that's why it's really, really important as we started this conversation for every one of these people, people actually want to have a care about their children. They should go look at what did this person say in March of 2020? It's an amazing litmus test. What did Trump say in March of 2020? Well, he was promoting lockdowns. He was promoting remdesivir. He was promoting vaccines. He, et cetera. What was Booby effing Kennedy saying? Well, there's a tweet by him promoting lockdowns, saying how lockdowns were going to save the environment. What was, you know, the snake, Vivek the snake scumbag saying? He was promoting mask mandates. He was promoting vaccines. You know, every single one of them, including Ron DeSantis, all these guys. And, and, and then compare that to what, you know, probably I was the only scientist, the only guy running for president, what I was saying. And the reason is, I really believe it comes back to this graph you and I talked about, okay? And I want everyone to look at that graph. And I think you can explain that graph, right? Um, Max, the, the gray line is a life expectancy of people all over the world, right? And the red line is almost becoming an inverse parabola. Right. It's My generation. Life, your generation. So your generation, life expectancy is going to be less than us. And no one is talking about this graph, right? Oh. Except our campaign. And we just went, uh, Chris Bradley's here, um, his partner's here. We have uh, John Medlar, Jason. We went down into the tea in the rain and we distributed hundreds of these flyers today. No one else will do that. And the reason we're doing that is because we're so shadow banned on social media. So we're going to go direct to people. But it's the bottom line is that no one cares about your generation. No. Because, and that's, I mean, the result is right there. Because if they did, how could you get this result? Exactly. And so- you know, right. and uh, and I, I and I think you know I, I did this tweet earlier today because I I've really been researching all of these people. What were they doing to your point in 2020, right? And right. if you go look at um, I don't know if you have it up. I, I guess I don't have it up here. If I go look it up, this fool, um, uh, you know the what's his name, uh, the snake guy, right? <laughs> um, if you go look at his website and you actually go look at it, um, you'll find out that what he was promoting was he was actually promoting Biden back then, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring this up because this is a tweet um, by him. And, what, and, and everyone needs to look at this data. And people who don't want to look at this are basically meaning they're in a cult. You know, they're not in anything real. They're actually in a cult. Right. But if you look at this right here. This is what he said. Biden says, and and this is, you know, 2021. 
Wow. Biden says all adults will be vaccine eligible by May 1st. That's good news. Give <laughs> credit where it's due. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. And, you know, there's a list of other things. You know, um, we came up with this meme, but this is what he really is, right? He's saying climate change is good one day. And um, uh, and this is what he also said. Vax, uh, Biden says all adults, like we said, will be vaccine eligible by May 1st. That's good. So anyway, people really need to go. And it's all the nice thing is it's all accessible. And I think, Max, these people have such hubris right now. They actually think they can say this one day and say something else and people will have amnesia. And that's the level of hubris they have. They lie through their teeth. They are convinced that they can say something today, which is completely 180 degrees, and people will be absolutely fine with this because they get to be on TV. They get to get all this visibility overnight. They right. get to be quote unquote celebrities and people will absolve them of all these complete contradictions. Exactly. And, and I think it doesn't take a genius to realize why you're not in the media constantly and consistently. Like I, I have not seen you in the media, like not in the mainstream, the news. In fact, I've completely deprogrammed myself and uh, turned off the news. And I'd ask Vivek, which of the five Bidens is he supporting? Because there are like a bunch of Biden clones out there. I guess, you know, if you're one of those conspiracy guys, allegedly. Uh, and you know what's next, uh, uh, Dr. Shiva? It, climate lockdowns, undeniably. Uh, because there are people buying into the agenda that the, the world's just going to crash and burn within a few years if we don't stop doing this or stop doing that. And a lot of it has to do not with uh, actually trying to save the earth, but just with restricting the movement of people. You know, if they can shift us to electric cars where we've got a kill switch in each one of those cars because of an infrastructure bill that Biden could single handedly, unilaterally or any authoritarian draconian president for that matter, say, you know what, we're going to turn on the kill switches in each one of these cars so that people have no mobility they can't leave home they can't leave work they can't go anywhere essentially and so they did this with covid the covid experiment it worked great and people forgot about all the hell they were dragged through over the last three years and they could do the same with these uh climate lockdowns i really see this as like a vi like a very uh viable it's it's viable it's it's possible yes yeah, so if you look at uh, elon musk right elon musk one of his heroes is greta thornburg he said he said it he, uh, he, his uh, Tesla would be absolutely worth zero. He um, became profitable because Tesla got $1.5 billion in government carbon credits from California. And when he got that, they went to their bottom line and the company became worth 600 billion. Um, and if you notice right now, there's a very interesting cabal. You know, there's three types of media right now. There's the old legacy media, the Fox News, CNN, et cetera. And they're sort of dying off or some, uh, you know, they'll be like radio. They'll still be there. But then there's a new cabal coming of the Joe Rogans, the fucker Carlson's, the Elon Musk's. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Jordan Peterson numbskulls. I like Nassim Talbot. He calls him a fucking idiot, which is what he is. Um, and you have this cabal of people or the other idiot, uh, Russell Brand. So you have all these people who are really the neo-establishment cabal. And they just act like they're anti-establishment, right? So they'll say, oh, my God. But none of those people said anything in 2020. None of them, they were all pro-vaccine or quiet in, in the heat of the battle in March of 2020. So, again, go look at all the, they're the neo-cabal. And if you look at it, all of them promote Bobby F. and Kennedy. 
All of them promote the snake, Vivek the snake. All of them promote Trump, you see? So you have this new cabal coming in and they all basically ask like each other and they act like they're anti-establishment. And, and many of them follow me. But the problem I think they have, Max, is you see in 2020, we got our message out to close to half a billion people. It was our, my lawsuit that discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter. We're the ones who came out first exposing Fauci. So we have tremendous amount of trust and credibility among, I would say about a half a billion people when you look at the volume of ind individual views. So that's why we became very, very dangerous. Um, okay. And they had to throw us off Twitter and they had to find replacements. They literally went hunting for people who would mouth our same words. And that's what the last two years was about. And now mm -hmm. they went and found a brown noser, a South Indian guy to do that, right? V-A Shiva, V-I-V-E-K. This, this is not just accidental. It's actually mm -hmm. a psychological operation because right. they knew this brown face was getting a lot of views and a lot of credibility. So they had to go find another brown face. Um, and they do this in a very, very CIA way. I mean, Tucker Carlson is Glenn Greenwald. All these guys are front faces of essentially uh, the intelligence community. They just say enough to make people think they're fighting. But at the end of the day, the fact that they make me invisible, which is becoming so apparent, is actually backfiring on them. So it's a very, very important situation because in 2023, all of these people are saying, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is the one who did that. Hey, fucker, why aren't you covering him? Hey, Dr. Shiva did that. Hey, Rogan, why aren't you covering him? Hey, Dr. Shiva did that. Why is his brown noser coming out of nowhere and just mimicking everything he's saying? So what's going on? So I think that's a very good development. Yeah, that's a good point, Dr. Shiva. They only say enough to make people believe that they're all about the truth. Uh, and in fact, a lot of these things that they say uh, are only uh, half-truths at best. You know, you have those conspiracy theorists, uh, and I happen to be one of them, who believe that Operation Mockingbird was not just some experiment performed by the government way back in the day, and that now it that, that there's really no use for it. I mean, I think it's been implemented in the media. The media is owned, controlled by the CIA, and obviously that's why they're all regurgitating the same talking point. There was this big, there was this clip that I saw one day of all of this this array of local news networks talking about people being a threat to democracy or so and so being a threat to democracy and they were all regurgitating the same exact talking points and it's like you said the elites will do what they need to prop themselves up and their own products the politicians you know the media companies the Fed Reserve the central banks the CEOs that they're all tied together into this one big swarm. Take, for example, my governor, Gavin Newsom, who signed an executive order making it so that gas cars can't be sold past 2035. Who do you think that's helping? That's helping Elon Musk, obviously, or the EU. Same thing. The EU passing down policy to their nation saying you cannot buy or sell electric cars or gas cars past 2035. They have to be all electric. That is helping people like Elon Musk. And so they are self-serving. That's what they are. They're not about us. They're about helping themselves, which is how through the lockdowns, they shut us down. They made us go to their big corporations as they deemed small business is non-essential. And there was just this massive wealth gain just amongst, them, amongst themselves, trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah, 600 billionaires during the lockdowns increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. Trump printed $8 trillion. Right. And most of that went to his friends, you know, on Wall Street, um, who basically, basically all that cash drove the equity markets, which should have failed. Um, but they literally created that V thing. Right. And that's what, you know, one of the things is about.
when I right before I was put back on Twitter, I wrote this article called Elon Musk's equals censorship plus surveillance of false God leading you to slavery, how we win back freedom. And you may remember this was what we discovered back in 2020, the entire government infrastructure of how this is a backdoor portal funded by Pierre Omidyar, Murdoch's and Zuckerberg, which allows government here to launder censorship through these nonprofit agencies. That's how I was thrown off Twitter. Um, I discovered all the playbooks. This is in 2020, man. And all of these playbooks lay out step by step how you would surveil and blacklist U.S. citizens, which was what was used against me. Now, one of the important things, and people can go to Win Back Freedom to do that, but one of the important things is this was done in 2020. Fucker Carlson concealed our lawsuit, even though, and I have, all, I can bring you up the letters we wrote to him and everything. But the interesting thing is, three years later, they suddenly do the Twitter files, right? Oh my God, isn't this amazing? You know, the DHS is doing this now. What's interesting when I saw that, what I realized was this is this is sort of the intelligence agency technique they did. You see, I had discovered the entire iceberg, which was the whole government surveillance system right here. It's, it's in our lawsuit. It was out there. We got it out to half a billion people. So they suppressed. So this is the thing. They actually concealed the whole truth. You say? Yep. And then in 2022, uh, uh, the Intercept, which is another government front and acting like they're fighting for us, plagiarized my lawsuit. And then they misattributed it back to the intercept and then they put it out there, but a very small version of it. You say DHS, which is only if you look at this diagram, DHS is one little piece, which is part of this. They said, oh, my God, the DHS, the government is involved in Twitter. Well, we'd already exposed this. So they put a little bit out, a half truth. And everyone is. And then Tucker Carlson amplified that news, you say. And so he thinks he's fighting the establishment and people are led into believing that they got the truth and then they move along. The problem that right. they have here, Max, is that we got this news out and people remember we got it out and our movement got it out. But this is sort of the, if you want to think about it simply, there's truth and then there's action. They're fine if people tell a half truth, right? And don't do any action, you see? They're fine if people tell the truth and don't do any action at all but they do not want people telling the truth at the right time and taking action, you see? So academics will do this. Some academic with his little goatee and his pipe will write, you know, like Noam Chomsky will write some amazing book, right? Oh my right. God, this is how you're being screwed. But he won't right. want people to do any action. Right, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem right there. As uh, you know, Joe Biden, as this inflation's going on, which I have mentioned to friends multiple times that even though Fox News was blaming inflation completely on Biden, that Trump had printed trillions and trillions of dollars throughout his administration before Biden even took over. And so as Fox News is complaining about inflation, gas prices, all these things, a lot of this can be attributed to Donald Trump as he shut us down. The CARES Act got passed and obviously was signed into law by him. They, that was their that was literally their plan is to keep us locked down and to print trillions and trillions of dollars to artificially prop up the economy. And the fact that people aren't seeing this, that that inflation can be almost like blamed half on Biden, half on Trump rather than just completely on Biden. This is a good way of like almost like a Hegelian dialectic, like just, you know, offer, you know, order out of chaos, just 
uh, offer uh, almost what's a problem. The problem is, oh, there's inflation in Biden. Biden's restricting people's freedoms, things like that. Bring in Trump. Trump's going to deliver good economic policy. He's going to change what Biden's doing. There's not really going to be an inflation. We're going to see, you know, uh, lower gas prices. And so this is sort of their way of just like reeling him in as like the solution. You know, one thing that's that that really upset me is why weren't people upset back when, you know, elitists like my governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, who kept everything locked down when he went to the French Laundry with all his elitist friends. He was there with lobbyists. He was there with powerful people, uh, particularly with the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. These are people that uh, have been burning down uh, lots of acreage in California, uh, and they've been lobbying essentially to get safety certificates from the governor every year, which he has given them. Apparently, the regular everyday people are not allowed to dine indoor during the pandemic. But Gavin Newsom and his elitist friends, uh, particularly at the Pacific Gas and Electric Company, are. The hypocrisy of these people should have angered people way back then. And as you said, the problem is with with uh, news networks, half-truths, no action. I've heard people say, like, the problem is that they're, no nobody's proactive. Everybody's just complaining about all of our problems. And so that's where uh, I've taken action. I have my state capital, you know, not that far away from me, where I'm actually going and confronting politicians and, you know, talking about the policy that they're handing down because it's harmful, it's draconian. They've even gotten harmful legislation passed, such as uh, immunization databases, like throughout, you know, throughout the whole COVID thing. Now there's a centralized database for my state where they store everybody's vaccine status for every vaccine. These people are absolutely tyrannical and disgusting. And I try to be that citizen journalist who can break the news to people about all this stuff that's going on because no one no one knows. Yeah, I mean, if you go back, I found this graph here. If you go look back at this graph again, what's powerful about this graph, it's very it's something you can't get without. If you look at this graph, the U.S. life expectancy since 1980 has been going wackadoodle. You say it's been going in a parabola in the other way. And um, what's but and but then everyone will say, oh, my God, it was COVID. No, it was actually going down before COVID, you say. And yeah. it's an inverse parabola. So people will try to br- blame, oh, my God, the vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But in some ways, that's a smokescreen for not looking at this overall trend line. So this was Reagan. Right. Then it was Bush. Then it was a Clinton's. Um, then it was Obama. Then it was Trump. Right. And now it's Biden. So Republicans and Democrats have caused this. And that's why I say we need to shatter the swarm and particularly your generation, I think, has no choice but to shatter the swarm. Um, because look at this trend. This pretty much says it all and it implicates all of them. And that's why this graph is powerful, because none of them want to talk about this, because this will expose the fact that what's been happening for far too long is people you know, keep thinking they're going to vote for the lesser of two evils. And I would suggest to you, Max, you know, don't waste your time with these fucking politicians. You know, you should go organize people in the neighborhoods. You know, come, you know, every um, Thursdays you should, you know, what I would suggest to you is that every Thursdays, I'm going to put this up, we do an online open house at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. and invite all your young friends because we need to mobilize young people to not to go to these politicians, but to, to go into the neighborhoods. You know, we went, um, you know, there's a state house here in Boston. Typically, when people do protests, they go to the state house. Like, why? That's where they want you being. Remember, everyone in these state houses is all bought and paid for. They want you to think like they have power. They're all just prostitutes. What we need to do is to go into the inner cities. We need to go among students. 
You know, we went to the train station. We didn't go to the state house and hand out flyers. We're not begging to politicians. You're not going to, you're wasting your time educating them. They're already all bought and paid for it. So, you know, a simple flyer like this, you know, reaches individual people directly. And people will kick, you know, I learned this as a high school student when I was an activist. We, we printed out a simple flyer like this and we challenged the entire uh, newspaper, which was funded, you know, several million dollars by the MIT administration. You know, we used to print this out on the library. We used to, whatever, we used to use any printer we could get. But we need to go offline. And we have to stop giving any of these people any power. You know, we should not watch their stupid debates. We should not watch their circus on their channels. We need to go directly to people. So, you know, I invite you to come to our orientation. We do it every day, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. What's interesting is in 2023, because we've been hitting not at the obvious establishment, which is easy, the Clintons and the Bidens and the McConnells, but we hit the not so obvious establishment like we've been doing on this live today, right? We're exposing the Kennedy scumbag. Like you said, he's got golden plated toilet seats. We've been exposing Trump. And by the way, this brown noser Vivek is telling people openly, oh, I came from a poor background. He went to a freaking private school, okay? <laughs> a prep school. So the audacity wow. of people just to lie through their teeth. That's why I use the most harshest four-letter words to describe these people. We should not be diplomatic because there are a lot of people who are waking up now. You know, we had a um, open house yesterday. We had, you know, hundreds of people show up. And what's fascinating was um, a, a, a young guy showed up and he said, you know, I saw the video of the debate, you know, and I thought these guys were anti-establishment. He goes, and then I saw, what did he say, Chris? He saw a debate. Were you on it yesterday? He, he saw a video that suddenly popped up in his feed, me bashing Kennedy and Trump. And he said he had cognitive dissonance for about two days. Okay. But he had the integrity to reflect on that. You know, and he decided to become part of the movement, support our campaign. So we have a lot of very, what I would call enlightened souls now, realizing that they're being bamboozled, realizing the mouth is saying one thing, and what did the walk do in 2020? And people are intersecting that. People are intersecting their actions with the word. Right. And right. that's what needs to be done. But, you know, don't waste your time going talking to these politicians, man, um, because they want you to think that the swarm can help you. When I was at MIT, mm -hmm. there were three different trends, and none of the trends have changed. So if we were fighting against apartheid in South Africa, right, a lot of these um, colleges had investments in racist South Africa, in Elon Musk's South Africa. So right. one group of students would say, oh, this is a good thing. The liberal elites, you know, you know who try to act like they're for against racism, they'd say, oh, let's go talk to the politicians. Let's go write letters to Congress. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because they wanted to, they wanted to essentially educate a new swarm of young little dweebs to go, you know, uh, think like these Congress people can do anything, write mm -hmm. letters. And there was a third group of people who emerged, which, you know, I and others were part of, hey, we need to build a bottoms up movement. So when many of these universities were investing in South African apartheid, the typical liberal response was, oh my God, the poor South Africans, there's racism. So a white kid who, had, who tried to act like he was a hippie, a liberal white, you know, eating his earthy, crunchy granola vegan, was very <laughs> fine talking about a black person being abused in South Africa. But that same kid 
would not walk two miles into places like Roxbury and Dorchester, which are one of the most, a lot of African-American people, Ooh, I may get mugged, right? <laughs> so what we did was quite different. We organized all the food service workers at MIT, blacks and whites. And we said, okay, if you want to talk about apartheid in South Africa, that's good, but let's talk about apartheid right here on campus. Right. So, and, and that's why what the liberals will do, and now the woke liberals and the woke conservatives, they'll talk <laughs> about some shit somewhere else, but they will not look at something right occurring to them in their own face right here. Wait a minute. Uh, you're talking about the working class. Trump is not fucking working class. Kennedy ain't working class, right? These mm. people have golden plated toilets and you're not one of them. They are absolutely fine lying to you. They're absolutely fine having having prostitutes. They're absolutely fine banging 38 women. And when their wife hangs <laughs> herself, that's Kennedy, right? Um, yeah. And then later telling people personal integrity and public integrity are two different things. So we need to really bring the war home to these people. And we need to hit them right between the eyes. And that's what I'm hopeful, hopeful, you know, you guys will start doing young people like you. But for God's sake, don't go back to these politicians. They're just going to you're going to waste your time. Well, I will say this. Yeah, to believe that a Democrat or Republican is going to save you is very illogical. I've said this, you know, uh, false dichotomy. And I think it's interesting that you pointed out that these people can basically have all these flings throughout their entire lives uh, and then lie to the public about being Christian, like as if they fall under this evangelical banner that they've been pushing allegedly, you know, like, you know, Trump, I think back in 2016, he was like, uh, you know, all in support of LGBT and whatnot. And he was talking about how he falls under the evangelical banner or imagine saying, I don't need to ask God for forgiveness. I can just go and do a better job every day. I can just go and be a better person. But like any evangelical that has a sense of smartness would just say Trump. It says in the Bible, you got to ask God for forgiveness to, you know, the Bible actually says, uh, you know, he who hides his sin shall not prosper, but the one who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And so obviously Trump is not a person that's willing to confess what he's done wrong. All these politicians have a conscience seared with hot iron. So they're not willing to actually tell people when they're wrong, when they're mistaken, when they're being dishonest. And they all have all these well-kept, deep, dark secrets that are never shared with the public. And so... Uh, like when I when I say conscience seared with a hot iron, it's almost like they can lie all the time to the public and not even be bothered by it a little bit, you know, and that's just very. Well, what I, what, but what I'm saying is, Max, those people are promoted. This is part of it. You know, here's a very interesting article that Maureen Callahan wrote in the Daily Mail, you know, and uh, the Daily Mail sometimes actually does. So here's you see this picture here. Yeah. So, you know, that is on the left. That's Booby effing Kennedy praying over the casket of his wife who hung herself oh. okay and they're and they're burying her in the kennedy whatever allocated cemetery compound okay this picture was engineered he brought in all the press he hired his pr person take this picture as though he is some loving fucking husband who cares about this woman meanwhile he had written a diary where he had, you know, how he banged 38 women and raided all of them. And she found the diary and said, oh, my God, this is horrible. I may kill myself. And he basically, and according to the data, the wife and uh, uh, has shared with some of her friends, she, he was, she was fine with him basically killing herself. So wow. 
Wow. Think about what I'm talking. This guy's a quote unquote a Catholic, you know, a Christian, all this bullshit. Okay. But this picture was taken, was an engineered picture. So look at that picture. So anyone saying, oh my God, poor Booby. And we should call him Booby. Please don't call him Bobby. Call him Booby because that's what he is. He's a scumbag. Um, and we should we should cuss at these people because they're absolutely devils. And the average person thinks these people are nice people, but they're not. Now, the reason I'm showing this picture is after this picture was done, after the burial was done, the next day, mm. without a permit, they exhumed the casket, exhumed her body, and wow. buried it in an unmarked grave. Wow. Okay? So these people are absolutely evil. And you and I can never figure them out. And let me give you another data point, okay? On November 16th, 2018, it's a very important date that it was on that date that the Constitution was ripped to shreds by both wings of the establishment. Every person in the House of Representatives voted for the creation of the CISA, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. Everyone, including fucking Thomas Massey. Not surprised. Okay? Every single one of them. And every single U.S. senator gave unanimous consent, signed into law by Trump. You see, if Hillary had signed that, there would have been a revolution in this country. So Trump was put in so you could pass CISA, destroy the First Amendment, so you could do lockdowns, you could print $8 trillion. Trump right. was engineered. And I, in my view, Max, it's theater is taking place. The establishment probably would like to have fascism. What better person to do it than probably Trump? Exactly. You say so they're making him a, a martyr and all these fools mm -hmm. around him are acting like he's a martyr and they need this mm -hmm. kind of theatrics, WWE wrestling, UFC boxing matches, political theater, Hollywood theater. Mm -hmm. so, he's very draconian, uh, Dr. Shiva. And you make a fantastic point. Do you think the churches would have locked down if Hillary Clinton were demanding a lockdown? I don't think no so. No way. No way. Trump is Christ uh, allegedly Christian, right? Allegedly. I, I say that word very purposefully in all caps. Allegedly. So if these churches are getting direct commands from Trump, who allegedly loves God, to shut down, chances are they're going to shut down real fast. But if it were Hillary, who they think is some like demonic, you know, lady who hates God, if they get the commandment to shut down from her, the, the, the mandate... They're not shutting down. They're going to they're gonna go completely haywire and fight her on everything. So like you said, Trump is the perfect guy because everybody thinks he's about freedom. So to make him this draconian character, this draconian actor, he's the perfect guy for the job because people can think that he's doing the lockdowns because he actually cares about saving lives. One big so-called Christian narrative that was peddled during the pandemic is we're locking down because we really care about our neighbor. That's the data that they had is that uh, our, us caring for our neighbor is making sure they don't get COVID-19 and die from it. And that's what Trump essentially pushed. And with Trump being this so-called evangelical Christian, it's just very easy for these churches to shut down and for all these pastors and yeah. ministers and people that are members of these congregations to just call it quits. Yeah, I think people should look at most of these evangelical Christian leaders. 99% of them are all scumbags. They're not Christians. Most of them profit from manipulating their congregations. Right. Um, uh, you know, remember Jimmy Swaggart, right? Banged everyone in his congregation and then comes in and apologizes and then bangs him again and apologizes, bangs him again and apologizes. And that's what these people do. <laughs> right. Seriously. And then the evangelical Christians are used to manipulate the white working class.
Um, yeah. And then the evangelical Christians on top of it go support Israel and Zionism, which has nothing to do and which has nothing <laughs> to do with anything having to do. Uh, when was the last time Christ would have supported the butchering of the Palestinians? So the evangelical Christians are led by a satanic group, mm -hmm. which then supports other demons, you know? But when you really look at it, people just need to look at the facts. You don't even need to get conspiratorial about this. It's very simple. The yeah. lockdowns were done by Trump. CISA was passed by Trump. $8 trillion in one term was, you know, created by Trump, right? And you go down the list, his son-in-law got $2 billion from the Saudis. You just go down the list and you just look at it. So he is the perfect person to be able to execute all this. You create false martyrs. You create people act like they're anti-establishment. But if anyone's more establishment than anything, it's people like Trump and Booby effing Kennedy. And the real true fighters are people like me and our movement, you know, people like you who are emerging, right? And the good news though, man, is that in 2020, I have to repeat this, we got the word out. So if you go look at even my shadow band Twitter or social media feeds, people say, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva said that in 2020, Rogan, why aren't you interviewing him? So that contradiction is gonna blow up in their face and it's already happening. So I think um, the more they try to make me invisible, the more people are getting smarter and, and the kind of people that are coming to this now are people really are understanding this dynamic. So it's a really a beautiful thing to see occur. So I'm, I'm pretty excited actually. Yeah, no, you should be a uh, Dr. Shiva. And you make a good point about the whole Zionism thing. I mean, Jesus did grow up in first century Palestine. That's what it was called, you know, back in the day. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because he was fighting the establishment just like we are. You know, obviously you talked about Booby Kennedy. His voice sounds like he's done some very inappropriate sexual acts at a young age. But, uh, you know, well, this well, well, there is some there is some data that him and his friends used to uh, compete on who could do more fellatio on women. Okay. Okay. I, I, I thought maybe something like that had happened because just the, the, the right. voice just it doesn't sound right. right. And and yeah. so th that's a level of people. And God knows how many prostitutes Trump banged, right? But he right. can pay them off, and all the evangelicals will support him because many of the evangelical leaders are have all banged a bunch of prostitutes and paid them off, right? So it's a swarm of a bunch of filthy human beings. Um, as I did, you know, as I shared this brown noser fucking Brahmin bullshitter, right? Um, he buys a company. I'm talking about Vivek the snake. Has nothing to do with human health. The reason this curve is like this is for a, a bunch of reasons. One of them is that all these pharma biotech guys don't really care about creating medicines to help people. No. This fucking bastard, Vivek, that's what he is. He went and took $5 million, created a company called Axelvant, Sounds like some devil name, right? Goes to the big pharma company for $5 million, buys mm -hmm. a drug that had failed not once, not twice, not three, but four times. So you go buy a useless drug. And then he has mama, his, literally his mother, take one of the clinical trials, redo the data, remunge the data on an Excel spreadsheet, essentially. Present the data at a some ridiculous, not even a peer-reviewed paper at some poster, which is typically what undergraduate uh, undergraduates get in to present a quote unquote a scientific paper, uses that poster session, puts it into the marketing material of that biotech company, goes around markets and says, oh, this drug will work. 
when he knows it failed four clinical trials, Gosh. makes the company public, right? And the stock of the company goes up, sells his portion, <laughs> makes close to 50 million bucks. Then they do the clinical trial, knowing it's going to fail. The right. stock crashes, not 99% value loss, and then changes the name of the company. Then right. in April 2023, shut down the company. Oh, so that's a fucking fraudulent fucker. And he's allowed to get mainstream media attention now, overnight. Mm -hmm. Obama 2.0, you say. So anyone looking at this needs to recognize that these people are satanic people that are part of the swarm. They've been vetted and then they get to reach 300 million people. You know, I'm <laughs> not a good Indian. I don't fit their model. You know, you're not going to be a good, you know, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic, right? right. Um, and they don't want this kind of brown people out there. So they create these fake brown people, brown nosers, who is what they create. Yeah. Will kiss ass, lie through their teeth, and they are given media attention. So any right. moron who thinks this fucking brown noser is fighting for them is the same idiot who thinks Trump is fighting for them, who's the same idiot who thinks Booby fucking Kennedy's fighting for them. They all hang out at the same, you know, clubs. They all hang out. They all fuel their planes at the same fueling station for private <laughs> planes, right? Whatever, if you have yeah. that. They all send their kids to the same equestrian clubs. And it's time people recognize they are not one of us and you're not in their fucking club. And the exactly. sooner people realize that, and and the more people go to, you know, one of the things, this is a quick, you know, advertising. People should go to Shiva for President, get these bumper stickers. And the reason I say this is most of us work for a living. We don't have time to go be on social media, but you get a bumper sticker and you put this on the back windshield of your car, 100,000 people see it a day. And if you're, if, and if you want to be a little more aggressive, you can go download this flyer and hand it out to as many people as you know, because this flyer really speaks to your generation again, Max. That is yes. where your generation's headed. It, in, in a simple flyer, it tells people, you know, on this side, what the problem is, right? It tells people what the swarm is. And then it tells people what the solution is, right? We need to shatter the swarm. There's a guy like me running for president. I do want to take just a quick thing. I want to play a video if that's okay. Sure. It's a video that really uh, teaches people um, the intersection between truth, freedom, and health. You know, we've created an, an institute, really a university, of sorts, where anyone can come and learn this system science. The only way out of this is for people to become w scholars on understanding this dynamic. Some of this stuff is not intuitive. You have to sit and study it. Fortunately, after 50 some odd years, I put together a way people can learn it. So let me play this video and we come back literally in about a couple minutes. Hold on. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid. 
studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing Bernie Sanders, oh he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation, it's us. We're building a bottoms up movement and that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to 
take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader. I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. So Max, a couple of things I just want, you know, so this flyer is very powerful. I can't overemphasize this. What happens is a lot of people think everything's on social media. In the old days, in the 1920s, and even during Nazi times, people realized the power was just a little printed piece of paper, you know, and you can get these out to everyone. So I recommend everyone go to shivaforpresident.com, go to the download section, download this flyer, hand it out to as many people as you can. We have to go offline. So uh, I want to thank um, Jason for 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 thanking us for that flyer. But it is it's a very powerful way to get the message out. The other thing is, um, Max, what I want to do is you should talk to Crystal, but come and take the course. OK, because um, what's happened is this concept of the obvious establishment, mm-hmm. and the not so obvious establishment like Kennedy's, the snakes, the, uh, you know, the Obama's. It's obvious to see the obvious establishment, like a Hillary Clinton, right, or a Bush. It's harder for people to see the not right. so obvious establishment. Right. And, and when people understand that the not so obvious establishment is actually an innovation mm-hmm. that was really created around the 1950s, you know, to ensure that people did not build these bottoms up movements. But people have to study this because it's very because every two to four years they create another version of a Trump or another Obama, you know. Um, and it's very easy to get lost in them. Oh, that, that person's going to do something for me. So that's why it's important that people get the scholarship and there is a science to it. And they also get on the ground and do activism. So what else you want to, you want to end with any final thoughts on what what, what you recommend? Well, you know what? I I do have some gravy for you. You know, I think you'd be interested in this. I, I know you, you made a video about, uh, you know, uh, not being a Bible scholar, but essentially how Jesus fought the Pharisees and the Sadducees yeah. because they were the establishment, much like our Congress is the they establishment. Were the not, they were the not so obvious establishment. Or the not so obvious establishment. The Romans were the obvious people who were the fascists oppressing the so called. Right. People. Okay. Okay. I see. Yes, I do remember, though, what you were saying as part of the components of that video, the uh, multiple temple cleansings. I mean, what we're really dealing with is, like you said, there are certain Congress people like Rand Paul and all these other people that claim to be for the people, even though, you know, the Act of 1871 was passed, which made the U.S. a corporation that they work for, therefore not the people. But as as Jesus, I don't know if you noticed, as uh, the adulterous woman was being brought before uh, and accused, essentially, um, Jesus didn't stone her. Or he, he, she wasn't stoned. But the, the reason isn't it isn't like you think the Christian church will typically teach that she wasn't uh, stoned because of mercy and forgiveness. But in God's law, there are three components that are required for stoning. And I'd like to refer you to cer- certain scriptures. I know you said you're not a biblical scholar, but I could really see you becoming uh, a biblical scholar, uh, Dr. Shiva. Uh, Deuteronomy 20.10 says, The man who commits adultery with another man's wife, he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. So essentially, um, 
if they were going to accuse the uh, adulterous woman, they had to bring the uh, the male also and accuse him of committing that act with her. Uh, and there was no male present uh, according to God's law. Basically, what they were trying to do is they were trying to get Jesus to break God's law. Uh, the second thing here is verse 15 of Deuteronomy 19, which says, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. See, the problem is they didn't have two or three witnesses. That's strike two. They I weren't see. able to stone her because they didn't have a second or a third witness. My, my third and final reference would be Deuteronomy chapter 17, which says that the witness to the event is required to, uh, to, to cast the first stone. And Jesus was not a witness to this event. So what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were doing, they were trying to dupe Jesus into breaking God's own law to make him a sinner. Because if he became a sinner, he wouldn't be able to be the Messiah that saves the world, if that makes sense to you. So I wish that the church would even teach these things. And I think, you know, you've mentioned, I'm sure you've pointed out yourself, and I think I've heard you say this, that you believe that you are much more Christian than a lot of the church. And well, maybe I, I say that because... I'd like to hear what you have to say. I say that because... I think if you look at the life of Christ, there is a spiritual aspect of him, right? But then his personal integrity and his public integrity were one. Booby right. fucking Kennedy called <laughs> in an interview when they started asking him about all these contradictions. He says, well, your personal integrity and your public integrity are two different things. To me, that's the devil, right? Mm -hmm. And the so-called evangelical Christians actually support this concept, right? That they have all these excuses. Your, you know, Christ's life to me, independent of the spiritual aspects, was a life that was matched. Every his his words and his deeds were one, right? Exactly. He didn't like do this over here and do this over here. He didn't like bang a bunch of women over here and then talk, give his lecture on the Sermon on the Mount, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying like, but that's what these guys are doing. And right. in my view, a leader should have the highest moral integrity and you're supposed to rise people up to higher standards. Not like say, well, yeah, I banged a prostitute and I'm sorry, right? Well, right. that's great you did that, but you're not qualified to be a fucking leader. Exactly. You, you, and, and people shouldn't forgive these people. You know, people can go look at my entire history, right? Mm -hmm. What was I doing as a four-year-old kid, as a 14-year-old kid and everything? And, and they should look at these people's history. Well, if you were a scumbag and now, okay, great, you're a scumbag and now you've redeemed yourself. But should you, maybe we need to see you for another 40 years, what kind of person you actually are. Um, right. You don't deserve the, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be our leader. Leaders are supposed to raise people's sense of what it means to be a better human being. Not say, well, I did this and this and you can also do that. See, you can also have 38 relationships and keep diaries and your wife can hang yourself. That's okay. Because as long as you say the right things, you know, at a debate and you flip flop, that's okay. And that's where we're at, Max. People need to get their fucking heads out of their ass. And if you are a fucking Christian, behave as a Christian. And if you have a problem with my cursing, I'm sure when Christ took that cat of nine tails and whipped those people, he didn't say, please move out of the way. I'm sure he used some curse words. Because it's very important to use the right curse words to the demons of this world. So you, you can't be pussyfooting around anymore because, you know, it's a street fight that's taking place. And these right. people want us to be in a box and be all nice and namby-pamby with them because that's how they control people. Right. Um, it's, it's very important people understand that these people 
are not humans. They're mm -hmm. another character of whatever you want to call them, right? right. And you can never, ever understand them because I be really believe they're, these people are satanic forces. They, exactly. and, and, and to think that the, you're going to change them, they're in a different realm. And I learned that after being in, you know, Hollywood for about three years. You, you can't convince these people. They see you <coughs> as an asset that should be exploited. They think you're dumb if you don't play their game. All right. That's where we're at, Max. I have to, um, I have to, uh, I have to uh, do what I said. I'm going to take, uh, we have some visitors coming uh, for dinner, but we should do this again. But I really appreciate um, you and uh, get involved in our movement. We need people, you know, there's a lot of young people we have coming in all over the world. You know, ours is a global movement. So someone like you can really be a great leader in it. Learn these concepts, you know. I, I appreciate you sharing um, some of these quotes from the Bible, and uh, you know, I would like to study it more from a scholarly perspective. But um, any final words, Max, as we sign off? Well, I'm sure uh, Jesus's tone of voice was not nice, you know, and that's what we have to be fighting back against this establishment and also this not so establishment, because even you know, or not so obvious, because they're, they're all establishment. They're I the mean, Pharisees. You right. see, Jesus spent most of his life. Uh, exposing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Exactly. Modern day Pharisees of our time are the Trumps, the, Trump, the Obamas, the Kennedys, right. the Vivek the Snakes, the Tulsi Gabbards, all these people. Right. We can't be nice because nice people look for other people's approval. You know, that's, exactly. what, that's what being nice is about. We're not looking for other people's approval. We're looking to uh, get the masses out of this indoctrination uh, and this uh, brainwashing that's occurred for several years. And it's as Shiva saying, if you proclaim something, live it out. Because obviously it's like James says, the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you're claiming the Bible, you're claiming God, then you've actually got to live it out. And you can't be the kind of you know Christian or person that tries to cherry pick out of the Bible and say, well, this is a sin and this isn't. You know, Me exactly. sleeping around with a bunch of women isn't a sin. And then I can brainwash a whole base into justifying my sin. So that's what these politicians do. And that's how they dupe you into their agenda further and further down is like, well, I mean, he, he might be he might be committing adultery with a bunch of women, but at least he's fighting for our freedom. Exactly. That's a typical excuse that I, that I hear from this base. All right, so. Max, let's go shatter the swarm. OK, absolutely. Let's All do right, it. Man. Be well, be the light. Have a yes. good weekend. You as well. Best to everyone out there. Thank you. Take Bye -bye. care. Thanks.